Hello and welcome to Case Reopen, the number one Detective Conan rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Trees, and joining me as always is Colleen. Are you excited to be the tenth passenger? Yeah, indeed. Um, I've never been the tenth passenger, I don't think. First time for everything. Yeah, we're talking about episode two oh one and two oh two, which are the two parts of the tenth passenger case. Very uh, dramatic. Yeah, definitely. Lots of mysteries cropping up here and there. And then they also don't bring up the idea of a 10th passenger until like a minute before it's over. Right. So the title is, you know, it's mysterious, but it kind of felt rushed in its explanation. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, this is what we meant by it. (laughs) They even tease it at the end of the... The uh, end of this first episode, they were like, oh, yeah, the 10th passenger, we'll get to that next time, too. <laughs> That's right. They build it up so much. So, part one here originally aired July 31st, 2000, and the Conan's hint going into this was plastic bottle. What's the hint here? I don't... Um, it's just there. Like, it's a fact. I don't... See how it helps. It's not much of a hint. No, not really. Yeah. Pretty bad Cannon's hint. So Cannon welcomes us to the episode. He says, Today is the nostalgic bonnet bus traveling through time. It brings a case. What's your thoughts on public transportation, Colleen? Are you like one of those <laughs> bus dorks, I guess? Um, I wouldn't consider myself a bus dork. Uh, for me, public transit. I use it if it's a necessity. I don't use it, you know, it's not like a daily thing for me. It's like, um, if I need, if I need to get there and I don't have a car, I shall use it. Apparently the bonnet buses are unique to Japan. I believe that. I have not, I've never heard of a bonnet bus before. They're a nostalgic reminder of an earlier, less hectic time. According to CurbsideClassic.com. Does it mention why it's called a bonnet bus? Well, whoa. Whoa there. Calm down here. Why almost every bus and truck in Japan utilizes a cab over engine layout to maximize space and maneuverability on Japan's tight roadways. Wasn't always that way. In the post-war era... Up until the early 1970s, Japan's transportation companies, both public and private, used the bonnet bus. Why bonnet? The Japanese use bonnet in the same sense that our friends in the UK do, to designate the hood or engine cover of a vehicle. These conventional layout buses used an existing truck chassis that exposed the engine bonnet in comparison to a forward control or a rear engine bus that concealed the engine within its bodywork. So there you have it. Right. I thought, yeah, they actually mentioned in the episode. I think Conan, like, shows off his bus knowledge. Yeah, and Kegger's like, this kid knows a lot of useless (laughs) shit. (laughs) That's right. So, yeah, there you go. Bonnets. How thrilling. All right. So, back to the episode. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the episode begins with Kegura, Ron, and Conan on a bonnet bus. Everyone is everyone is enjoying their time except for Kogoro, who's complaining about being on an old bus. 
Conan <laughs> explains that. <laughs> and then Conan gives the history lesson that we just had, which is that they were in use all over Japan until 30 years ago. So I guess it'd be like, what, 50 years ago now? God, 20 years since this episode aired. Oh, that's a scary <sighs> thought. Let's not mention that again. <laughs> And uh, Kenan even impresses the driver and the bus guide as he mentions its skinny tip, which is so it can pass another car easily on the curve. Kenan says he read it in a book, and Kegura sums up most of the series by saying, This brat knows a lot of crap that doesn't matter. <laughs> it's so true. It, and when it's con- not convenient, then uh, he doesn't know something. Like, he'll ask people. So it's really selective. Like, uh, what Conan knows and doesn't know. However, somebody comes to Conan's defense, and it's not Ron. It's a random passenger named Yabe Tokuru. He disagrees and says that for the Kagakura villagers, the bonnet bus is an important tourist attraction. Then gives Kokoro his card, and it reveals he's a youth group leader. He tells them all to enjoy the village, as it has a lot of nature. That's when you have nothing to do. It's a lot of nature. <laughs> Ron remarks that he's a bright fellow. However, the bus guide, Natsume Tuko, gives him a dirty look. So we have some drama potential. Already, yeah. It was, it's probably this look that made her you know, suspicious from the get-go. And But it also seems like, okay, they're doing it on purpose, like too much. It's very funny how, like, for somebody that was supposed to be, like, like, knowing what happens in the episode, that she's, like, trying to assume a different identity, and she's, like, undercover, that she can't stop glaring at people that <laughs> yeah, have slighted her. Face. No. So the bus is taking a steep and narrow turn up a mountain, so Natsume gets out and guides the driver around it. Kenner notices a memorial stone as they pass by. And they then arrive at the next stop shortly afterward. An old man named Okumura Tsuchiki gets on, who's the deputy mayor of the village. And he tells Kogoro to move as he's in his seat. <laughs> I like I like this scene. Yeah, it it was super funny. It kind of reminds me of like, um, what would it be? Like in class, like school, like that's my seat. <laughs> yeah, I need more Kogoro just arguing with old men that too it's like a real vibe <laughs> so yabe uh yabe starts arguing with okumura and says they decided to give the guests the seats on weekends at a meeting okumura complains and starts swinging his cane around until kogura moves saying this seat has been his for 40 years i love that we get like the priorities of this village it's not like sewage or the environment or whatever you know small towns are preoccupied with it's we all decided that tourists can use any seat they want on the weekends well i mean you know bus seats are a big deal especially you don't want to have to stand the entire time no that's very uncomfortable and i guess priority seating kogro like this guy's older than you so move it (laughs) Yeah, and as we see, the bus gets quite crowded, and uh, later on, we see Okamura take a drink from his water bottle. That's the hint, Colleen. Right. Bottle. 
Oh my gosh, I was really bottle. paying attention now. Like, what's going to happen? And after taking the drink, he clutches his throat before collapsing on the floor. The bus driver, Kajita Mamoru, says that he'll go to the hospital immediately. But Kogura says there's no point, as he's already dead. Kogura tells nobody to move, and he then introduces himself as the famous detective. Yeah, he's like, nobody move, so- this was a suicide. <laughs> He actually jumps to the conclusion that it's a murder for once, yep. which was rare. Very, uh, Which made me think maybe it was a suicide. <laughs> we then see the village's substation officer, Shinkai Hitoshi Junsa. Three names for this guy. Right. <laughs> like, he has both Boy, his did... mom's and his dad's name. I don't know. He, and he deserved every name, because we see him rock up in this little bicycle. <laughs> He's just pedaling as fast as he can. He rocks. He does, because obviously he has some sort of supersonic hearing. Like, so when Kogoro's introducing himself, obviously this guy is not on the bus. And then the moment he gets on, he, like, walks straight to Kogoro. He's like, I'm at your service, Mr. Mori. Well, I think they called him. Although, I wonder if they have, like, a a cell phone. Like, how did they get in touch? I am curious. It would make sense if they called him. I just... I don't know, they didn't show that, or maybe I missed it. So, the officer says it's an honor to invest a case, investigate a case with someone like Mori. So, Kogar says that clearly he looks like an officer with great potential. <laughs> so, these two are just buttering each other up. Completely. Kogar's like, oh, well, obviously, he has potential. He knows who I am. He knows I'm awesome. Shinkai asks if it's a murder case, and Kogar says he'll have to look more before deciding... But Conan says it is one as the plastic bottle has a hole in it and the tea is leaking onto the floor. The hole was likely made from a needle, but it's unlikely that anyone still has it on them as the windows of the bus were open and anybody could have tossed it. And then Shinkai says, there's going to be a storm. Not just a storm, it's going to be a war. So we get our first like weird remark from these villagers. Yeah, I had no idea what he meant by it. And... You know, he, like you said, it's just the first one. So they do this a few times and you're still like, what are they talking about? Another passenger then says it'll rain blood. And you're like, what are these guys talking about? And you find out it's just like they're arguing over bus seats. It's like, what? This is what it's (laughs) all about. And I love how they're like two factions. It's like the opposing side and the supporting side. I kept waiting for, like, there to be a bigger thing going on, but no, it's literally just about, like, tourism and bus seats. Like, really? Yeah. <sighs> Forget, like, community welfare or, like I said, the environment. The bus seats are what's important. Shortly afterward, more police arrive, and Shinkai informs Kagero that they found a needle in the ditch next to the bus route and that it has traces of poison. We then meet Inspector Hino Shuhei, who admonishes Shinkai for giving out case reports to Kogoro before telling, before being told who he is. Hino reveals that there were no fingerprints on the needle, but declines Kogoro's help as someone's probably solving the cases for you while you're sleeping. <laughs> He's so right. Right on. This guy rules. Um. So I actually yeah, pulled up good, his... Good intuition and... In- He's spot on. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, so I pulled up his little bio that uh, the Detective Conan World wiki has, and I'm just going to read a couple of lines because the way it's written made me giggle. So Shuei Hino, age 41, is a police detective from Nishitama Central Police. Okay, here's the line now. He got right about sleeping Kogro, that someone's probably solving the cases for this stupid while he's sleeping. Why, why does he have a page? Oh, well, so it's like the page for all the, what do they call it, minor law enforcement. And it's like all these one-off detectives, and Hino's listed here. Oh my, it really does say that. He got right about Sleeping Kagero, that someone's probably solving the cases for this stupid while wow, he's sleeping. <laughs> Conan is really happy like for his right observation. Being clearly a compliment to the true famous detective. <laughs> Who wrote this shit? <laughs> and it's so funny because this is so much more detailed than like every other place person on here. They're all like two sentences. And then they go into like weird detail on this one observation. And they say, this stupid. He made a lasting impression. Well, clearly, somebody was really excited to write about this guy. There's a whole Inspector Hino fan club out there. Yeah, this is this is strange. Because I am just scrolling through this, and it's like constantly, like, two sentences, two sentences, two sentences. He gets like a full two paragraphs, so I'm like, and he does nothing. <laughs> All right, well, somebody's clearly a fan. That is such good. This is so much better than my notes. Can we get this person to write my notes? <laughs> Don't sell yourself. Probably short. solving the cases for this stupid. For this while stupid. While he's sleeping. <laughs> this stupid. Well, then. So true. Although he does give Kogoro permission to do what he wants without getting in their way. This angers Kogoro, who calls him a rude bastard. And that Conan's able to motivate Kogoro by saying he doesn't need an inspector's help to solve this. Shinkai then promises to help Kogoro as much as he can. And so the uh, big investigation begins, Colleen. Right. Is this... <laughs> we... Okay, maybe we don't get it yet. I'll just let you keep on reading. Shinkai takes Kogoro and his family to the inn where they're staying at, and we meet the hostess, whose name is Koma Akinu. Shinkai says this place is a neutral area, and Kogoro says that he's saying a lot of weird stuff that doesn't make any sense. Very true. That's right. As if they, they need like a neutral and... area, like, oh, this hostess doesn't care about the bus seats. They get checked in and then admire the view of Mount Fuji from the room. The bus guide's room is right besides theirs. And Shinkai rushes in, saying the inspector is questioning Yabe. The problem is the place of questioning, as it's not at the jurisdiction building, but at the station where the supporting side and the opposing side came barging in. It's like the, the sharks and the jets, but it's all over seats on a bus like this bus doesn't even hold this many people <laughs> um yeah because 
there's lots of standing passengers in the end. I was reminded of that one, po- like, because you said sharks and jets. I was thinking, like, of the episode in Pokemon where the gang goes to this, I guess they go to two different villages. And one's, like, the Scyther village and the other one's the Electabuzz village. And they, like, they're at odds with one another for some reason. I can't remember why. Obviously, because they preferred different Pokemon. Yeah, so... So who who are you, Scyther or Electabuzz? Uh, I think I normally, I don't know if uh, I had like a, a choice to get both of them in the game. So I think I usually got Scyther in my party. Are you are you remembering this episode right, Colin? Because now I need to know. I was like, man, I need to f- find out about this. I'm not seeing it. I think Electabuzz is wrong. Scyther. Was it maybe Pinsir? Oh, maybe it was Pinsir. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Man, I need to find this episode now. I can I can picture the the trainers as well, like Scyther Village Pokemon anime. Let's see. Showdown at Dark City. Is this it? And they both hate red. Like, there's something to do with ketchup, and you. They get, like, ketchup? <laughs> they get, like, red ketchup splatted on their eyes, and they go crazy attacking their own red trainers. Ketchup anime <laughs> Pokemon. Okay. Let's we'll figure this out. Episode 42. Let's see what this is. Shut down at Dark City. Let me control F. Catch up. Um. Alright, this resulted in Scyther getting squirted in the eyes of Ketchup, blinding it and making it attack its own trainer. Okay, so this must be the right episode. But who are the other forces? That is Electric Buzz. Okay. You were correct, Colin. See, you have that half photographic memory. You're like a natural dispenser. <laughs> How dare right. I doubt like, you? Oh, there's something to do with ketchup. There's red and yellow and green. Those colors are coming to me. Not because they're street colors. I mean, the street lights. This episode reveals Electabuzz and Scyther's apparent dislike towards the color red. Incidentally, both are exclusive to Pokemon Red. <laughs> uh... Thank you, Pokemon Wiki. <laughs> definitely, I definitely need to know that. Maybe that's what we should be covering. Screw Detective the Pokemon Kenner. anime. How we just pivot. Yeah, how about we just pivot to Pokemon? Yeah, it's probably it about the same more, length now. More people. <laughs> Maybe we'll get more Patreon subscribers if we're late into the Pokemon game. Um. Yeah, there you go. Catch up. Pokemon. There you go. Pokemon reopened. Yes. No, that's a horrible name. Let's not go with that. There we go. Case Pokemon. I think we'd have to come <laughs> up with a different name. Anyhow, we're stuck on Detective Conan until we die or find some escape. Or like a world <laughs> war happens between the United States and Canada and we're forced to split this podcast down the middle. Fingers crossed. 
Right. So it goes we to get, war. O- we give <laughs> our two countries go to war over bus seats because that that seems to be what's important right now. Yeah, and speaking of going to war, the two sides are at that station and they're like fighting. It's like two. It's a big brawl. Hino threatens to have everybody arrested for disturbing the peace. The cops try to break things up. But, you know, just mayhem ensues. Kogoro gets pushed down through the ground. He's getting trampled. It's like a concert gone wrong. Where they're just running over Kogoro. (laughs) And Ron just yells out for everybody to stop. And they're like, well, a woman screamed. We gotta stop, guys. Let's be civilized. (laughs) Kogoro then gets bandaged up. And the police take Yabe to the jurisdiction building instead. What a scene. Yeah, who who would have thunk? Like, weren't these people Kegger. busy doing other things? No, they don't have jobs. They just argue about bus seats. <laughs> Evidently. Kegger asks what's up with this town, and Shinkai says it all started happening a year ago when they decided to use the bonnet bus as a way to get tours. Just imagine what a dumb thing this is to, like... Be like destroying the town. It was all peaceful until we decided to give up the seats. <laughs> That's right. Then it ruined our lives. Also, with the way that they're acting and how, uh, like that one guy was like, "Oh well, I'm gonna have my seat back, even though you're a tourist." Like, why would anyone want to come here to visit? Doesn't seem like a very cheerful place. And they have nothing to show. That's right. Apparently there's some nature around. Nature. The supporting side was led by the village chief in Yabe, while the opposing side was led by Okamura. The bus was originally used just for the villagers, so they all naturally formed their seats. However, they decided to open seats for tourists on the weekends, and others refused to give up their seats. The village chief Funaki then arrives and introduces himself. He says that Yabe is innocent and asks Kogoro to investigate and that many people, even on the opposition, hated Okamura to thank the horrible memories from seven years ago have just begun to fade. And now this happens, the chief says. So we were like, hmm. It's always something from like ten years ago resurfacing and people are dying. Yeah. And in this case, the whole village somehow... I get. I don't actually know if the whole village knows. There's like a chunk of them that know. Yeah, ten people. Ten passengers. Come on. That's right. So the chief says that before saying it's nothing, and then he offers Kogoro one million yen to take on this case. Kogoro and Shinkai try to investigate, but the villagers keep refusing to cooperate. Shinkai says that many people oppose... And word likely got out that Kogoro took the chief's side. Kogoro tells Ron and Conan to go back to the inn, but Conan asks Shinkai about the incident seven years ago first. It's revealed that there was a bus accident on the bonnet bus, which has now been uh, now been repaired. Shinkai wasn't here seven years ago, but he heard that two people died. He then leaves to continue investigating with Kogoro. Back at the inn... Uh, the hostess serves food, and Conan calls out to the bus guy, Natsume. He's just standing on the uh, the deck, and he's like, Natsume! 
<laughs> hey, I want to talk to you. It's like dark outside already. Yeah, he asked her about the bus accident seven years ago, and she has a shocked reaction on her face, but says she only started here half a year ago, so she doesn't know many details. She mentioned it's where the memorial is, and that two passengers got drunk and violent, so the driver got distracted and fell off. The hostess then drops a dish that breaks and has a terrified look on her face. Like, we learned, like, her involvement, but this was kind of extra, right? Mm-hmm. So she apologizes, saying her hand slipped, and then rushes out of the room. Kind of then spots an angry look on Natsume's face, <laughs> and she says she has to get supper ready. And she's like, bye. Kegaro then returns, and he starts drinking in anger, as even the supporting side won't say anything to him. Shinkai told Kegaro that even if they want the like tourism dollars, the supporters still think less of outsiders. And Kegger yeah, has so this amazing speech. So I think by now we also have on. that montage of Kogoro like going around the village and everyone's just closing the door in his face. Yeah. Very funny. And Kegoro has this amazing speech. He says, They think that we don't pick up our garbage. We destroy nature. And won't stop screaming until late into the night. And so he just screams, Damn it. And then he falls asleep, <laughs> leaving his drunk call on the table. And then the and Ron's like, oh. is even better. Yeah, she's like, oh, it's the sleeping cowgirl. It's kicking in. And then he snores. <laughs> and she's she's so embarrassed. She's like mad at Conan. She's like, Conan, tell the hostess, go, just leave. Get some futons. Yeah. He's like, okay. And that's the only... Uh, sleeping Kogoro we get in this entire two-parter. Conan finds the hostess leaving with a bouquet of flowers. And so, as as anybody would do, he sneaks into her car trunk, decides I'm going for a ride. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously one of the advantages of his shrunken size. He's like, he can just sneak into places. Um, that he normally wouldn't be we, able to. <laughs> we then see Ron a little bit later. She's like, where is this damn kid? And she notices that his shoes are missing. So she goes outside to look for him. We see the hostess leave flowers at the memorial. And she starts to cry while praying. She says, I'm sorry. Kind of then spots Natsume at the corner uh, as well as she's looking on. Ron walks outside calling for Conan. And comes across the Kagakura Shrine. She's like, well, he's not here. And then she decides to walk in there anyways. <laughs> Which is just some amazing Ron logic. Right. Ron who's afraid of things popping out in the dark and supernatural things. Yeah, let's go into a shrine at night. The hostess then returns and Conan sneaks back out of the trunk. And he gets shocked when the police is like, who's there? That's Shinkai. And he's like, what are you doing, Conan? And he's like, I'm testing my courage. And he's like, okay. <laughs> oh, we'll carry on. Shinkai says that Yabe was released since there wasn't enough evidence to hold him. And he was here to tell Kogoro about it. We then hear Chief Finaki scream. So they run towards it. Meanwhile, Ron is at the shrine and she sees a shadowy figure next to the body. The person then runs toward Ron 
and she screams as the episode ends. Dramatic, Colleen. That's definitely one way to describe it. How would you describe it? Um, cliffhanger would be another one. Shocking. Yeah, there's... I was also wondering if Ron was going to defend herself. <laughs> like we would see no, some karate she's moves. Too scared. Ron can't defend herself. That's right. She just conveniently forgets all of her moves. So, the next canon's hand is Bank Book. Kind of says, next time, lots of mysteries will be solved. Ron says, who's the 10th passenger? And Karen says, that's next time, too. Yep. Yeah, I guess so, in the last five minutes, or even less. So, Colleen, what do you think about the 10th passenger, part one? Yeah, so it's like Conan said, lots of mysteries. Um, This part was chock full of them. Right when I thought I was understanding something, they introduced a new element, like um, the like how it was obvious that the bus guide had some sort of connection to the accident from seven years ago, but then it also looked like the innkeeper or whatever the hostess did. So they just kept on adding layers to this mystery. Um, I liked the episode for doing that, but I also felt like there was a lot of information I had to process, like the poisoning, the division over the bus seats, the accident. So I'm hopeful, or at least at the time, I was hopeful that the second part would really tie all those elements together into a satisfying conclusion. Well, the Detective Conan World Wiki does tie this into a satisfying conclusion. I know exactly the model of Kinu Komai, the hostess's car. It is a dark blue Toyota Caldina T210G, and the license plate number is Nishitama 55 TE5329. Yes, Very but helpful more importantly, information. do we know what the engine sounds like? <laughs> I forget. That guy's cool. No, no <laughs> feeling that. And uh, the buses... Wait, what? 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 I don't know what they're talking about. Ignore me. Ignore me. Um, I guess I'll give my thoughts on the episode. Uh, yeah. So this is definitely like one of the more ambitious anime originals. Like you said, there's a lot going on. Probably could have done with like slightly less. Like the thing is, like these murders happen, but there's no mystery to it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they're kind of just trucking along. It's not like, how did the guy die? It's like, well, he's poisoned. And we injected it. And then they're like, how did this guy die? And, well, they stabbed him. So, I, I kind of like that. At least it's not like... That stuff's simple enough to where it can keep going. Um, it is kind of silly that, like... I like the idea of this town being divided, but the fact that it's, like, over bus seats <laughs> is a bit much. Um, and they try to, like, flush this out a bit in the second episode, but it's still ultimately kind of over bus seats. <laughs> it's a bit much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I, I like the, um, like the first episode. Um, so I don't have 
any huge complaints, but again, it's kind of like bus seats, and it's just a really silly thing for the whole village to be split on. But I think as like a case, it worked fine. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, so at this let's point, like, our... I guess who who committed the murders, and what is it? The person who keeps scowling at everybody. <laughs> yeah, the one that looks like they want to murder multiple people. Yeah. So let's give so let's give thanks to our Patreon supporters. Shout out to medium sized Jeffrey, Ryan Self, Spencer Young, William Lee, and the big chief Mason. We appreciate you all. Appreciate the support. For supporting as always the old podcast. But will they still support it once we're Pokemon reopened? Oh, I don't know. How many episodes are there of the Pokemon <laughs> anime number of it? Uh, 1,115. I think we're good. I think we'll stick to Conan. <laughs> yeah. Conan only it's has 1,021 or something. Yeah. It's like, let's do One Piece instead. <laughs> They're only just now hitting 1,000, like, next month. Yeah. Yeah. Th- let's just choose a short series like one piece episode 202 the 10th passenger part two this originally aired august 7th 2000 kind of says there's a big commotion in a little village the case and the bus are on a rampage that is hilarious says, oh, oh hilarious. my gosh oh Karen, that's, you're so funny that's the funniest thing i've ever heard I don't, I don't come up with this. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just reading what Conan said. I don't feel like you'd be this salty against Conan himself if he was here reading this. Oh, no. I don't know. I, I tend to ignore the opening lines when I watch. You're lucky. So They're I, never any good. <laughs> so I appreciate you uh, reading them out. It's a good reminder. So Conan and Shinkai arrived to find Ron on the ground. She's fine, but she got tackled, and she says that she thinks someone is lying in front of her. They find Chief Finaki, who's been stabbed once in his heart. He's dead. Um, Ron says she isn't sure it was the culprit, but the man that tackled her was Yabe. Once again, this Yabe can't get out of trouble. Nope, this youth leader? Maybe he's a youth gang leader. Yeah, being the youth leader doesn't mean you tackle the youth, Yabe. Also, no. I didn't see any youth in this village. I'm sorry. You're not wrong. Like, what's the youth? Like, he's hanging out with Okamura. Is Okamura part of the youth? Yeah, he's probably one of the younger <laughs> crowd. So, Kagura gets updated on the situation by Shinkai, and he demands to be taken to Yabe's house. Kagura breaks through the door, and the house is like a mess. I thought maybe it was ransacked, but now he's just very messy. And there was also a bottle of vino or some other alcohol. I was like, well, that doesn't look like a very uh, good thing to have as a youth leader. Yeah, this youth leader doesn't seem to have his shit together. (laughs) Who checked his credentials? Looks like he never returned after being released. 
Kyogre says that after he was released from the station, he must have called the village chief out and killed him. Tells Shinkai to seal off the vicinity. Kyogre then finds a bank book inside the room. He finds that 200,000 yen had been deposited monthly for the last two years. Curious finds Conan finds it curious that it isn't in the mail records and that it's a bank that's not in this village. So it's secret money calling. Yeah, that uh, Swiss bank. or I don't know if they actually said what bank, but... Yabe, uh, Yabe's got some shady dealings going on. That's a, that's a decent amount of money, like $2,000 each month. Mm-hmm. And, like, I like, we find out what it is a little bit later. Which makes it, like, so funny that, like, <laughs> these dudes get paid, like, $2,000 each month to give people intel on the latest about what's going on about the, uh, the bus seats. It's like, <laughs> dude, really? I know. Like, of all the things to be a double spy for. Like, why not be a double side? Because there's, like, nothing important going on here. <laughs> yeah. I guess, if anything, <sighs> Yabe made a pretty uh, good economic decision. Like, I'm just going to give you some gossip from the other side, and you're going to pay me every month for it. Yabe's the only smart person here. So... The next day, the police have several German shepherds searching for Yabe in the woods. Where'd they get all these dogs from? <laughs> That's a good question. Cody notes that the tension between villagers is even higher and wonders if it was really Yabe that committed the crime and what the motive is. He says the bus accident seven years ago is likely the origin of this case. Conan calls Agasa and asks him to look up information on the bus accident. Meanwhile, Inspector Hino spots Yabe and chases after him. Kogoro runs after him and screams, Give me back my million yen! <laughs> before tackling him and uh, they get him all arrested. I like how Kogoro doesn't care that his daughter was like tackled. He just wants the money. Well, yeah, that's the only reason he stayed. I don't know what the reason was that they came here in the first place, but the reason they stayed was for the money. Yabe says he's innocent, but he gets handcuffed anyways. Meanwhile, Agasa tells Conan that two passengers were killed and eight were injured. That's ten people calling. The tenth passenger. Oh, look, the title of the two-parter. He gives out the list of names and Conan is shocked that Mr. Okamura wasn't on the bus. The names of the deceased are a 28-year-old named Tezuka Yoichi and Narusubu Kohei, who was a 55-year-old. Kind of then asks him to check out the family history for both. Uh, Yabe's then talking and giving his testimony. He says that he went to the shrine and he heard Finaki scream. After he hurried there, Ron arrived and he panicked. Because he was scared that he would be arrested and accidentally bumped into her. Kogoro asks why he was at the shrine, and he says that Finaki called him there. And he's then confronted about the bank book. That's when he gives up the details that he was a spy for the opposition. And that he was hired by Okamura, and he told them everything about Finaki's thoughts and movements on the very important bus station seats. This is so stupid. 
<laughs> and Okamura, uh, he's really trying to hide this. Like at the beginning, he's not very nice towards Yabe at all. So I had no idea that they could have had could have been in cahoots at all. Yeah, and so they they try to add some more depth to it. They say that Okamura and the other opposition members were worried that uh that uh Finocchio was gonna do more stuff and that companies would get shut down if he tried to start other stuff. But it seems like all we ever did was get these seats. So it, would, it didn't seem like there was much <laughs> of a worry there, realistically, of that happening. And so it turns out that Yabe's double crossing was discovered by Finaki while Yabe was being transferred. So he was called out to the shrine so they could, uh, you know, confront him about that. But Yabe says he's innocent. Do you think he did it, Colleen? Do you think he's innocent? Uh, no, I think he's innocent. Why? You believe in Yabe? It just seems like <laughs> we're too early into the second part to have the true culprit. Like, it's never the person you catch the first time. There's always a twist. So we then see the host is praying and Conan walks in asking to hear the story as he knows the motive isn't about the opposition, but rather the accident seven years ago. Conan mentions that Yabe was on the bus seven years ago and so was the hostess. He asks what happened and, and they're like, fuck it, we're not going to tell you. And they just show <laughs> people getting on the bus and Natsumi's on board. Then the scene jumps back to Conan. After the hostess has said anything, he's like, wow. <laughs> but we never hear it. We don't get this info. No, because we're supposed to be kept in suspense. And instead, I j was just like, okay, this is random at the end. <laughs> like, who are these people? Yeah, I, I I already hate when they do this. And this was one of the most blatant ways. Like, it's one thing when Canon doesn't hear, like, a small thing that the audience doesn't get. But it's a whole lot more when it's a whole ass, like, big conversation and they just leave it out. I, I was not a fan of this, and I don't feel like that hack, Yama would ever go this far to just, like, <laughs> leave out the entire thing. So this was kind of just shitty. Mm hmm And we get a Cole's Notes version of the events from seven years ago. Yeah, so, uh, gets a call from Agasa, kind of learned some shocking news. We also don't get this. So they go back to back of just leaving details out. And he's like, Hostess, where's the bus? And she's like, it left already. We gotta go. So uh, <laughs> we see the bus is like leaking oil. And the hostess is driving Conan to the bus. And Conan says, I don't want to, sh I don't want to shift more blame on that person. Uh, the driver tries to hit the brakes, but they aren't working. And the rest of the bus's route is downhill. It's not looking good for them, Colleen. No, but that driver really held out for as long as he could. <laughs> I I thought he I don't did know quite a, an exceptional job until the end because there's a moment where he's like just ready to commit suicide. <laughs> like we'll get to it. Like he's he was ready to go um, by the end here. Um, so Kekka is just oblivious to everything going on, which I love. And he's still about, he's like, yeah, Yabe did it. He's telling Ron. 
And he says, not only did I not get my million yen, it was completely non-profit. <laughs> and then yeah, Ron's Coker like, was not Canada? a do-gooder. And so Ron's wondering where Conan is. And meanwhile, we see Conan speeding along with the woman. We see the bus is speeding out of control and hitting sides of the mountain. Uh, the driver says the wire to the side brake is cut. And Conan asks the hostess to pull uh, to pull the car alongside the bus. And that he's going to hop onto it. And he just jumps onto the roof. And she's like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> this is like the most unlikely pairing. An innkeeper, hostess, and uh, a little boy. <laughs> like they're performing like stuff that you would see like whatever the cops doing and i don't know it was, it was just a funny mix it's like straight out of a fast and furious movie it's ridiculous yeah this is completely ridiculous it's like conan hops onto the bus a freaked out villager says this is the same as seven years ago and a man says all the faces are the same as well and that's when conan says this isn't a coincidence and he says that all of them were on the bus seven years ago Plus Fanaki and Yabe. Conan says the hostess was the bus guide at the time and that she was being harassed by Tezuka Yuichi, who is asking her to drink with her. She cried out for help, but everybody ignored it, except for Noritsubu uh, Kohei. Yuichi then punched the old man and he fell onto the bus driver, who lost control of the car and crashed the bus. So we finally learn what happened. That's right. Was it a little underwhelming? <laughs> like, they build up this big incident, and then it's like, okay. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I, I At first, I also didn't really get why they all decided to keep it a secret. But then, I guess, it was because they felt guilty that they didn't do anything to help. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Conan says the culprit is family to the brave individual that stood up for the hostess and was dismissed as a man that got into a fight. The motive is revenge, and he says it's Natsume who's using her mother's name. The hostess, uh, she just drives back <laughs> to the village, and, uh, she gets there rather quickly. And she's like, hey, this is going on. And so... The officer there calls the station, and she mentions, oh yeah, your kid's on the bus, I let him jump onto it from the roof of my car. <laughs> like, she was totally complicit in putting this kid in danger. How irresponsible of her. So This was ridiculous. Like, Conan couldn't possibly be that persuasive. After she learned that everybody on the bus seven years ago would be on it today for working or shopping, Natsumi decided to take her revenge by tampering with the brakes. Natsumi plays dumb, and Conan asks her why she's so calm. Also, the uh, the fan sub we were, I, I used, at least, misspelled brakes every single time. They <laughs> spelled it like B-R-E-A-K-S rather than B-R-A-K-E-S, and it was like really annoying that must have been trippy oh yeah i messed with the brakes what was yours spelled right <laughs> i think so I, d I didn't where do you keep finding these better subs 
are you kidding? I, I'm pretty sure like two weeks ago I was saying how my sub, oh, it was for one of the Kaido Kid episodes where the sub you need called to, him gay. When you, when you email me, see, you're seeing better in every, I don't know, it's funny how like, we keep, uh, anyhow, e- when you email me tonight, send me a link to where you're getting your subs. Maybe I can compare and contrast. Because it's very funny. The gay thing was very funny when that happened. Oh, good times. So, uh, Natsume plays dumb, and Conan asks why she's so calm. And he's like, is it because you've already accepted death? (laughs) (laughs) This episode's a bit extra in a lot of ways. Oh, completely. It's like just doing this roller coaster of emotions. We see the bus approaching the area of the accident, and Natsumi tells Conan to get off the bus as it should slow down at the next curve. Natsumi then confesses to her crime, saying that she murdered Okamura and Finaki. She injected poison into Okamura's bottle, and then she stabbed Finaki in the dark. She admits she wants revenge and says that her father was more heroic than the average man. But that time, if anyone else would have stood up and helped my father, then he would still be alive. She yells at Conan to jump off, but he says it's too late, and it won't change the fact that she killed the wrong person. He reveals that Okamura wasn't in the accident seven years ago, and she's shocked. And while he had said that he was in his seat that day as he always is, Conan reveals that he actually had a fever and was sleeping at home that day, as his name wasn't in the papers as one of the injured people. And he reveals that the 10th passenger... Is somebody that doesn't even get named, or was a nobody important, as he died two years ago from an illness. Okay. He doesn't even get a flashback, like, image no. thrown up on the screen. And then the rest of the passengers, yeah, he wasn't there. Yeah. And it was dumb, too, because Natsumi's like, no, I swear, I, I saw his name in the papers. And Conan's like, no, you just really convinced yourself that you saw his name. Yeah, and then we get this flashback of her asking Okamura, she was like, were you on this bus seven years ago? And he's like, I'm always in this seat, I've been here 40 years. And she was like, but he said he was on here. That's right, that must be it, he just admitted it. Conan brings up that Natsume forgave the hostess at the end after seeing her pray and deliver flowers. Conan says everybody involved has been living with a burden since then, and they all get on their knees and apologize to her for not having any courage. Natsume begins to cry, and this is when the driver is fully ready. He says, you know what? If we crash into the accident site like this, her father might finally be able to rest in peace. So he's, like, ready to book it, so they all die. He's, like, so excited to kill everybody on board. Yeah. I mean, he's the the only bus driver. Like, he's connected to both this incident and the seven, or the seven years ago thing, so... Yeah, it's just poetic. But Conan's on there, so I think that's when Natsumi's like, are you an idiot? No, Conan has nothing to do with this. But, like, this is so... This guy needs to get his bus driving license removed. Like, he's so ready to, like, all right, it's time for us all to die, and I'm in for it. So, yeah, like you said, she says Conan has nothing to do with it. Conan tells them that there has to be a way to stop it, and Natsumi tells the driver to drop the wheels into the ditch, but it doesn't really do anything. 
And then Cannon's like, wait a moment. I have these industrial strength <laughs> suspenders on that Agasa made. And we get a quick flashback and we see the specs of the his suspenders. Oh, this is so funny. <laughs> I always forget funny. that he has these. They're never used. That's right. Well, so, yeah, we, we need that screenshot with the description just in case we didn't remember it. Because the last time he used it was like 74 episodes ago in the um, 1 billion yen case with Hybera's sister. I'm shocked he didn't use the bento box fax machine, you know? <laughs> he should have pulled it out and realized it was useless and like, oh, I have these suspenders. Maybe those will work instead. Yeah, he sends, or he uses the bento box fax machine. He sends a fax to, like, Agasa. Help. So he wraps the suspenders around several seats and then he tosses it around this big rock formation. And we see he starts breaking the rock with his suspenders as they go around this corner. And the bus is barely able to make it around and it stops right before just going over. So that's a win for Agasa and his suspenders, apparently. That's right. I don't know what I like more. The fact that Conan finally uses the suspenders. He probably wears them constantly just in case. But I don't like, like, he uses them. Or do I like more the fact that Nobody acknowledges how this kid has these super elastic suspenders. Well, they're already good at keeping things a secret. You know, they they vowed not to talk about that incident from seven years ago, so they're not going to bring up the suspenders this time. Strange things happen in this village, and we just keep it to ourselves. So they exit the bus, and as Natsume is being arrested, she asks Conan just who in the world he is. And he says, I'm just a bothersome detective. <laughs> she thanks the little detective. And then Kagura just, there's perfect timing because she's like, thank you, little detective. And then boom, Kagura is punching him in the head. And he says, this is for making us worry so much. I thought this was just very funny. It was. So after the ending song, Kagura reveals that the bonnet bus is still running and curing the moments of many individual. And then Ron has the last word. She says, calmly through the greens. Thank you, Ron. You did a whole lot this episode. Um, so I think her most helpful thing was that she stopped the the two opposing sides from fighting in the first part. She screamed. Yes. <laughs> and then she got tackled. She got tackled. And what else did she do? Um... <laughs> she um she's probably the reason why they're here in the first place because she's all about like let's go and visit things and oh look we're on an old bus isn't this charming <laughs> yeah poor Ron she didn't get much to do here but at least she wasn't holding any flashlights <laughs> It's okay. She'll uh, make a comeback. This was this was a TV original, so we can't expect much from Ron. So, what did you did this uh, this whole finale here with Natsume and her getting revenge for her father? Did that hit home any? How'd that land for you? Um, like I'm I'm always up for a good rev- revenge plot, but this one just seemed. A little meh to me like the way that it was organized 
Um, so I, I had a problem with how the guys, like those three guys on the bus were introduced. It just felt like there were three random people all of a sudden that we didn't focus on at all in the first or the first part of like the first part of the second part. It, I was just like, who are these people? Was I supposed to uh, pick them out from the crowd of villagers? Um, and then, yeah. So her revenge, like, I, I understood what she was going for because, uh, like obviously, if the media is or the news painted her father as just like one of the people that caused the accident because he was fighting, then obviously that's like she would want some justice for him because. I guess my question would be like, how did she find that out? Like, if these the only witnesses are keeping it a secret, how did she manage to figure out that? he was actually protecting um, the now hostess. Oh, they mention it. The uh, the bus driver let it, like, oh, that's she right. caught him off guard and he talked about it. Yeah. So they, they mention it very quickly. I didn't even note it down in my notes because it was just, like, such an aside mention, but yeah. Yeah, so she would have had to. But, I mean, she's also really bad at revenge because she kills the wrong person. Yeah, so obviously she didn't do her research too well. Um, yeah. So, like, overall, I, I strangely liked it, but I had a lot of problems with this two-parter. But I guess I'll have to forgive it because it's a anime original. So, yeah, I didn't really like how the, we had, like, three random people last minute introduced. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of Inspector Hino. I think he was just, like, there for a little bit and he so would so would the person that wrote that write-up right of the Hino <laughs> fan club like he comes off as somebody who's just like i hate my job but i'm so good at it that i'm just gonna stick around because n- nobody none of you stupid people can do this better than i can wow you're just describing me as a detective canon podcast you know <laughs> was i <laughs> So, yeah, I was... What, do you disagree? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the first part laid out some good mysteries and, like, plot questions, but I didn't think the resolutions were executed strongly. So, despite the strong start, I think um, the conclusion sort of let it down. But Conan saving the bus was pretty epic. Um, Other things I thought worked were... Uh, like, I did like the seven-year-old accident backstory, um, the mystery ar- around um, around it, and the creepiness. It, it kind of gave me a creepy vibe of how it was like a shared secret amongst the people who felt guilty about it. I enjoyed Kogoro's reactions to the bonnet bus at the beginning, but that was super hilarious. Um, and it's satisfying to see Conan be the one face the murderer at the end. I do think it would have been fun to have sleeping Kogro in this one, given Inspector Hino's comment, but um, I'll, I'll live without it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I largely am on the same page with you. Um, I thought it was a bit funny. Uh, you know, just like the... Uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> Let me restart. I'm largely on the same page with you. Uh, you know, this episode was probably a little bit too ambitious, but I kind of 
you know, for for an anime original, we get so many that are just like, oh, here's a random murder of the week. So at least this did, did have something else going on. And I think for a, a two-parter to justify it, they kind of need to have something more going on. So it was nice that it was trying, even if, you know, not everything really fully lands. Um, and uh, like you mentioned, that action sequence well, was very stupid with the suspenders. Like, hey, it's nice to see the suspenders used. <laughs> you know, for if we're going to have that be canon and we're going to have these stupid suspenders, they should probably get used more than they sh- uh, actually are. So it was nice to get that those used. And I think for a two-parter, even though it, in an anime original, even though it doesn't land as good as you'd hope, I think it's an entertaining, you know, 48-minute watch. And... uh I like these two two episodes, even if like the whole element of oh, it's the bus seats, like <laughs> the town's divided over bus seats, like that just got even more stupid as I reread it. But um, yeah, I liked it overall. Um, thought the action was good; it kept it moving. And while there are murders, they don't. It's not like a big mystery. It's just who who did it, what's their motive, and. How do we keep this bus from careening over this side of the road? So I, I was entertained. Mm-hmm. You know what the epilogue should have been? They should have shown like the two sides coming together at last because their leaders are now out of the picture and they realize, oh, this was such a dumb argument. Let's just, you know, uh, come together and stop arguing about this. So, the next Conan's hint, be sure to remember this for next week, Colin. Lunchbox. Not to be confused with Bento Box Fax Machine. Yeah, very similar. Um, And the next episode is The Black Wings of Icarus, Part 1 and Part 2. So, very exciting stuff. And we get an amazing back and forth here to end the episode. <laughs> Conan says, next time is another anime original. And Ron says, that means the culprit is also original. And Conan says, well done. <laughs> oh, you silly kids. So, the Black Wings of Icarus, part one, maybe part two next week, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, we'll be there and do the thing again. Podcast. <laughs> yes, talking. <laughs> We're so good we at it. Love to do it. <laughs> Masters of the craft. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, one truth always prevails. <laughs>